I've had a few experiences this week that have caused me to think a little more deeply about the suffering that I cause myself, and in almost all cases, that suffering is needless. And this is actually centered around taking things very personally. And in my own opinion, about my own viewpoint, is that in many cases, I tend to, especially if I'm feeling sensitive or possibly insecure in some way, I'm actually taking things, I'd refer to it as taking it too personally. I do want to be very careful about speaking about this subject because I know that in some ways, in terms of mindfulness and mindfulness practice and then mindful coping, a lot of that work is focused around how, you know, paying attention to how we think about ourselves and how we react or choose not to react to things that are happening to us or are around or around us and in a lot of cases it's really a lot of about, about perspective and context in various situations so what i don't want to do is i am i don't want anyone to think that i am saying that it's you know that it's bad or wrong to take things very personally or too personally because I think that's up to each person to decide you know where you know where they want to draw the line on that and it really comes down to I think first realizing that there is a price to be paid in a lot of cases for taking things very personally and I know this is one that can be very very dear to a lot of people's hearts myself included because I don't want to say that it's possible that, you know, mindfulness practice is not about completely depersonalizing, and, you know, and then also at the same time denying that we are in fact human beings. Uh, that's not really the idea. Really what this is about is just being more aware of how those habitual reactions and responses to things that that make us feel like somehow we're being personally insulted or we're being tread upon in some way uh, or having our feelings hurt. And as a very sensitive human being, I know that this has been uh, something that I have struggled with, I would have to say, all of my life and still do. So I would go, I would take this one step further to say that if someone has become aware of the fact that taking things more personally than is really beneficial for them or when they look at a kind of a cost benefit so to speak that they're starting to to feel like it's very possible or thinking that it's very possible that this is the cost of taking things too personally is greater than any benefits that are to come out of it and I think it is you know for me it's been really helpful to look at it that way but I guess what I would say here is that each person has the ability to determine you know, once they become more aware, and I'm not necessarily saying that anyone is not aware enough, it's all really just a matter of personal choice. And I think all of us have different personalities. We have different dispositions, different ways of looking at the world. We have, uh, we all have, you know, unique and distinct nervous systems. And our brain chemistry is, is you know, no, they're, you know, all people are clearly different. And so everyone looks at things a little bit differently. So I want to really get back to talking about taking things, you know, what, what exactly happens 
when I take things too personally. And I can really only speak from my own experience. And in my case, I know that it's it's a habit. And I think it's a habit that comes uh, probably from a variety of factors. I know, you know, in my own work, what I have found is that, you know, a lot of it came from my childhood upbringing. I'm not blaming anything on anyone. It's just simply, like all human beings, I grew up and had a number of experiences that very possibly could have fed into that. The culture that was around me growing up and going through my formative years and go growing into my adult years and the you know everything that I you know voluntarily exposed myself to things that I was exposed to that were out of my control so when I start looking at this and there again it's not I don't think that this work and my at least for me has not been about spending a lot of time looking back and trying to really understand you know why I am the way that I am there have been situations in various in you know various contexts in which you know doing their work and therapy and things along those lines have really helped but I know that living moment to moment and day to day uh, when I'm in the middle of life while things are happening I don't find that really spending a lot of time trying to analyze why I, you know, got to a place where I felt like I was taking things too personally. So getting back to really what it's, you know, where this has been, at least in terms of mindfulness practice and where it is for me, and and I know for many others that I've worked with and talked to about this, is that there again, the idea is I'm not trying to destroy my sense of self I'm not trying to deny that I am a distinct human being that has feelings and that reacts to things in a certain way. What this is really about from a mindfulness perspective is that if I am sustaining an ongoing practice of mindfulness, really what I'm doing, you know, what is, how does this, you know, what is the relevance of this to taking things too personally? And in this case, it's really just about becoming aware in any given situation, it could be involving other people, it could just be, you know, when I'm on my own, but I become aware of the fact that, and it could be just thinking about something that happened previously, or something that I'm afraid is going to happen in the future. I found that that actually happened to me yesterday, and I became aware of it fairly quickly, and it really was due, was due to just, you know, choosing to practice mindfulness for years, and it's available to any of us, and I became aware very quickly that there was something in my work that there was a situation with a client and I found myself worrying about what would happen because in this case there was some actions that they needed to take that I had talked to them about taking and that they had you know committed to taking those actions and this was involving two different parties that I was working for and they had come to an agreement, and there was a time frame in which this needed to happen, and I was talking to both sides. In other words, I don't want to make this sound adversarial, because it really wasn't, but I guess there is a certain degree of that in a lot of human interaction. And I was doing my best to advocate with both, with both parties that they, you know, follow through, and it's in their, both of their best interests to do that. And at some point, I realized I could, there's nothing else I could do I would risk my own relationships with either of these these parties if I were to continue to bother them or pester them about this. And it, 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 it became very clear to me after I found myself feeling a little bit hopeless, 
feeling a little bit frustrated and starting to go down that path of, and there again, it's just, a, it's a habit. These, I do these things, and I'm saying this because I feel like it really bears repeating. I do these things to myself. In other words, I decide to start feeling dark. I decide to start feeling negative. As, as, you, as you realize, again, I'm saying I'm deciding. It's a choice. I don't have to, to react this way. But I did. And what ended up happening was that, you know, building on top of my choosing to feel negative about it and choosing to really focus on the worst case scenario, I wasn't thinking about or really even giving credence to the fact that it really could have turned out to be okay. I, I was really, I was choosing to be somewhere else. And as a result of this, what really made it interesting. And there again, it was just, you know, it was just, it was very poignant in that I suddenly found myself setting myself up for, you know, more, you know, being more in the darkness. I was really putting myself in a position where I was going to make, you know, make it very easy for me to continue to feel worse about this, continue to continue to be more negative. And really the topper of this, this is, this is where it really came to a kind of a crescendo, so to speak is that I started focusing on how this was going to affect me. I was starting to take this personally. I was really starting to feel like somehow, you know, this ha- this had to do with me way more than it really did. And that was something that I, it's there again, I've caught myself in the act of doing this so many times that somehow I think it has to be something, you know, something that I have failed at. Somehow I failed someone or more than one person in this case. There's, there's something that I surely should have done that I didn't do. And pretty soon I'm taking it even a step further than that. I'm starting to think about how this is going to affect me. And there definitely was going to be an effect on me if these parties did not follow through with what they had committed to doing. I was going to get caught in the middle of this. And I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. My I, my life was not being threatened in any way. Uh, I was not in any physical danger. I was not in any danger of losing everything I had. Uh, although at the same time, though, there certainly could have been, from a business standpoint, I certainly could have taken a really big step backwards. And it was really out of my control at a certain point. So now I'm really taking this to its furthest extent. Not only am I being locked in a loop of thinking negative thoughts, self-defeating thoughts. My self-talk is completely negative. And, and yet amidst all, and then, then at the same time, I'm also feeling, you know, more responsible for this than I probably should. And I, there again, I don't want to say this is a way to, you know, a cop out, so to speak. I'm not saying that I should rein that in because it, you know, it just, it no, it's no fun to feel like something is our responsibility. I'm saying that at some point after careful analysis and critical thinking, if, you know, we come to the point where we realize it really is not our fault, it's, we really can only do so much, at least for me, it has helped for me not to, you know, to, to kind of take a step back from that and disinvest myself in feeling like this is all my fault if it really isn't. And it's not in a childish way, like where I'm going to point at other people and say, you know, it's your fault, it's your fault, and somehow that's supposed to make me feel better. That isn't really the idea here. The idea is really just about being more kind and gentle to myself and not setting myself up for more suffering that is really needless. And at the point where I realized, you know, oh my gosh, I am literally sitting here completely wrapped up in 
how I'm going to be affected by this that I completely lost sight of the fact that both parties that I was dealing with stood to lose much more than I did. And I'm speaking in terms of uh, financially, in terms of their reputation, in terms of doing you know what they say they're going to do, keeping, keeping their commitments to a third party that was involved in this. And I started to realize that I wasn't even considering that anymore. And I know there again, I can't necessarily fight everyone's battles for them. That's a whole other discussion. It's a whole other subject. But at the same time, though, if I am so contracted emotionally that all I can see is me and how this is affecting me and feeling hurt that, 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 these, that these parties are not listening to me and doing what they said they would do, and even after I had urged them respectfully and lovingly to do so, somehow, you know, I was too wrapped up in feeling, you know, that I was being taken for granted and that I was being... Uh, told, you know, something that really, you know, that really wasn't going to happen just so that I would leave them alone. Uh, you know, I, I, all that speculation really does not do me any good in investing in all those feelings because it comes right down to this. I can't really be the best me that I can be if I am completely wrapped up in taking things so personally that I can't really see anybody else in this scenario any further. I, I'm not really... I am so contracted and in inside my own head that I really can't care for anyone else. I can't really love anyone else the way that I need to unconditionally. I can't really be there for anyone or do what it is I need to do for them if I'm being of service to them in some way. If I am so busy being hurt, if I am feeling uh, slighted somehow, if uh, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of or being ignored or discounted or whatever the case may be. So... Once I became aware of the fact that I was really taking this in my own opinion, and I realize it's, you know, I can't say that about anybody else. All I can do is know what's best for me, that I was taking this way too personally. And that what really happens is that if I continue to feed my own beliefs that it's really more about me than it really is, I'm going to, at some point, not really be able to be with people as they are and in the moment anymore. If this becomes, it could very easily become a way of life. And I don't want to be overly dramatic here, but it really comes down to the old, you know, the old adage that we are what we practice. We we become what we practice to be. You know, with how we react and respond is however we practice reacting and responding. And if we don't practice anything at all, in some ways, we're still practicing just mindlessly reacting to things and there again there's no judgment I'm not saying that's you know wrong or bad it's just that we are whatever we you know habitually do in in similar situations so then the question becomes you know how can mindfulness help me if I feel like I really am wrapped up in taking things way too personally and there again, it's a spectrum in terms of, you know, how personally do I take things? You could get yourself really wrapped up in, you know, there again, I could see how that could become something that you could become so preoccupied with constantly second-guessing yourself about, am I taking this too personally? Am I not taking this personally enough? And it really is a, uh, it's a beautiful predicament in that it really, if we continue to do that, I have to think at some point, and that's, you know, that's where I was for many years. 
I was always trying to figure out, am I right? Am I, you know, am I, am I, am I taking it too personally, not personally enough where, you know, where am I supposed to be? At some point I wore myself out with all the analyzing, the over analysis of this. I was, you know, constantly trying to second guess myself. And at some point I overloaded my mind and my ability to really determine because I'm so busy thinking about whether I'm taking it too personally or not personally enough that I just really one day just kind of threw my hands up and just decided I didn't care if it was, you know, I didn't care, you know, what it looked like to anybody else. And I, and I really did find that a lot of that really was about, I was so busy worrying about what other people thought of me that at some point a real huge shift happened. And I began to realize that this is really more about me being able to, you know, if, if I'm really, if I'm really committed to sustaining a lifelong mindfulness practice and being more mindful and living more in the moment and being more genuine with people, then I have to let go of all that, what I refer to as preoccupation with self. I didn't make that phrase up, but that's what I did the way that I tend to refer to that. And so taking things personally clearly can be a manifestation. It's manifested by a, uh, a very deep preoccupation with self. And I'm not here to uh, say that that's wrong or that someone should not be preoccupied with themselves. It's not up to me. Uh, all I can do is determine what's best for myself and know that others can really only do that for themselves as well. So where does this leave me now that I, you know, I find, I found myself one day emotionally flat on my back and really overwhelmed with all of the overthinking that it took to, to be able to continue to be the me that I was. And that was a person that was always so preoccupied with, with the self, with putting a lot of effort and energy into, and there again, it wasn't in, I'm not saying that it, you know, it's, you know, I, I know that it'd be very easy to feel like this is, uh, you know, this can be vain. This can be, uh, you know, very, uh, very shallow in terms of a preoccupation with self. The interesting thing is I'm not even really talking about that at all. I don't, it's not up to me to say whether that is or isn't. This is really just about the suffering that I was causing myself emotionally and mentally. And that's really all I'm focusing on. That's, you know, the, in terms of what people, you know, what I think about anyone else being preoccupied with themselves or what I think they, you know, what they think about me, where I am doesn't really matter anymore because at some point I found that I just needed to really focus and work on myself. At some point, that's all I can really do and how and meet people however I find them and wherever I find them and uh, whatever frequency that they're on, where whatever their viewpoint is, whatever their perspective is. And the only way I can do that is to be more mindful of what my own thinking, you know, what I am thinking in any given moment. And to be aware of those times when whatever I'm thinking is A, not very necessary, not really helping the situation and not letting me genuinely be in the moment, or B, when it's becoming overthinking or when it's becoming uh, reactive thinking, whenever it's becoming speculative thinking, it's, it's all these types of thinking that really take me away from the here and now when I'm so busy calculating. It's kind of like the computer that you see that upside down, that hourglass turning around and around and upside down. You know, it's the computer, the computer, it doesn't do you any good. It's in fact, that kind of just came to me. I, you know, I can't really do anyone any good if that hourglass is turning and, you know, you're, you're basically waiting to try to click on something on a computer. You can't really get the program to do what you want because it's busy processing or quote unquote thinking. 
And really, I find that sometimes that's really what's happening to me when I am so busy thinking and I'm so busy being preoccupied with myself and I'm so busy taking things so personally. And I find that the more that I am just simply aware of what I'm thinking, it organically will start to happen that I will just start to realize, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's what's happening here. You know, I can feel myself tightening up. I can feel my body, you know, my body posture closing to other people, uh, to closing to the world when I start getting this way. And it's just a matter of being aware that I'm this way. And it's there again, it's not about trying to force myself to stop doing it. It just really the awareness, you know, trying to stop doing it just mostly leads to me to continuing to do it more and to defend whatever position I'm taking even more strongly. So if I can just allow myself and see the silliness, and I could even say in my case, now there again, this is just me talking about myself, the utter ridiculousness of taking a position like this. And I, you know, I could go on for hours about how ridiculous I have been in situations like this. But uh, and I'm saying this really with a smile on my face. This isn't, you know, I'm not beating myself up. I'm not judging myself. It's just that it really, there is so much more humor to this than I ever realized possible. I, uh, I remember early on when I was working with various meditation teachers and noticing that there was a commonality that, you know, many of these teachers found humor in things that just, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't understand why they could be so lighthearted about these things. And it perplexed me and it confused me. And I thought, you know, is this a joke that I'm just not in on? Is this something that I'm not seeing? And the funny thing is that's exactly what it was. In other words, the joke really was that, you know, I was so busy taking things so personally, taking my own identity so personally and holding so tightly to what I thought that was mine that I could not see the humor in the silliness of the human condition. I really was not able to see the humor in the predicaments that I found myself in. And these are there again, these are, these were not, you know, life threatening predicaments, but they were emotional, you know, predicaments nonetheless, in that I really was fighting whatever was happening, or I, I was in denial of what was happening. And even more importantly than that, I was, you know, living my own version of what I thought was happening that in most cases really was not what was happening. So I pull all this together to say that mindfulness practice, you know, where does this really help? If someone is, you know, asking the question, how, you know, if I want to try to take things less personally, how do I do that? It's very simple, but it's also not easy at all. And I feel like I say that all the time, but it really is the truth in this case that the, the idea here is that all I have to do is just be aware and, and practice being aware. And when I see that I am doing it, I don't immediately throw myself into a self-improvement program uh, to try to do a makeover, an emotional makeover. That's not the idea. It's just the idea that if I can see myself doing these things and be aware of it, eventually, if I let go of it, once I'm, I can't let go of it and stop investing energy and time into it, or effort even, in maintaining these kinds of stances, unless I'm aware that I'm, you know, that, that I'm, that, that once I become aware of it, then, and I, and I know that I'm, if I'm aware of it, I know that it's something that's not serving me well because I've determined that it isn't, then it will basically lose momentum. At some point, if I'm not giving energy to it, it simply will begin to lose momentum on its own and eventually it dissipates. 
And what I found is that a lot of this really is just energy. It's, it's energy moving through me and I, you know, I'm reacting to it in, in an emotional way and I'm mentally processing thoughts that are based on how I feel. And if I can just get to the point that I feel what I feel without developing a narrative to lay on top of it, to tell a story without the need to see myself as some sort of character in some old unfolding story, that it's much easier for me to just live in whatever, whatever is happening in the moment. And at the same time, if I am, if I can allow myself, if I'm practicing, not taking things so personally, and it is scary. And I found for a long time that it was, you know, if I, I, I had to, that was something that I held on to. That was kind of a security blanket. That was something that, you know, and there again, I'm not discounting the need for that because I know that we're human and there is a need for that to a certain degree. We do have needs to feel clearly, to feel comfortable, to feel loved, to feel like we're a part of something. But when I was willing to just come out of my comfort zone a little bit, and it was just very small baby steps, very incremental steps in just letting go of the need to take things so personally that it, you know, that I could start to see that, hey, you know, I'm looking around and realizing it's really not as much about me as I ever thought that it was. And I can start to see the things, the magic and what unfolds. I can start to see, I started to see over time that, you know, and I, there again, I didn't have myself set up on a schedule. I wasn't measuring this in terms of percentages of, okay, you know, next month I'm going to be 25% less, uh, you know, preoccupied with myself. I just kind of let it happen because there really is no handbook. I don't, I don't know what the right way to do this is. I'll never know what the right way is. All I can do is just go, you know, with this, wherever my heart leads me and, and trust that my intuition will lead me in the right direction because I've got nothing to base this on, uh, in terms of anything anecdotal or, you know, anything empirical. It's just really a matter of, of letting myself loosen up to, uh, and, and just to be more in life without needing to see it so much from the reference point of it is, is it how much about this is about me or how much is this going to affect me? And I'm not there again. And the last thing I want to say is I'm not advocating going through life completely trusting in everyone and everything and blindly just, you know, jumping off a cliff every time you turn around. That's not what I'm advocating at all. I'm just basically, in this case, I'm not advocating anything. But what I am at least saying for myself, what I've learned is that if I can be a little more open, I could possibly and not be so preoccupied with, you know, with, with myself and how this affects me that I can maybe be more open to what really is going on and see that there really is actually so much more than I am seeing that maybe I can actually be of more of help and be more of service and have a little more joy and maybe in the best case scenario, uh, hopefully do my part to maybe make the world a little better, a uh, better place. I mean, not to get you know crazy with this, but it's just really a matter of one person living a human life and maybe being able to make a little more of a difference. It's, uh, yeah, it's really as simple as that. So that's, that's really what I am finding and, uh, in the hopes that, uh, someone else might, uh, might find that helpful to a certain degree. I certainly hope so.